I'm Mandy. And I'm Charlotte. And we're here to entertain your pants off. Yes. We're two sisters who were raised Mormon and now we get drunk and tell stories on the internet. For your listening holes. To make our parents <laughs> proud. <laughs> I was actually with a client today and I was talking about getting COVID for the third time and so I'm like, yeah, my client, um, my client who listens to our podcast, you know, was like, oh, your dad got COVID, like, really can't get sick, make sure to test, blah, blah, blah. She's like, wait, you have a podcast? And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So we we get drunk on the show and we tell stories of times we got drunk or did drugs and we make fun of Mormons a little bit because we were raised Mormon. You know, I like tell stories about like how our mom kidnapped us and took us on a polygamous compound. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> So we had a really good conversation. She said she'll start listening now because there's just so much to go over. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Listen yeah, we, to episodes one through one hundred and ten. Catch up, and then we'll talk. Right. <laughs> we'll see you in six months. Can you believe this is a hundred and ten episodes? That's crazy to me. That's a hundred and ten hours, essentially. Some shorter, some longer. Exactly. I think it evens out. Cheers. Let's cheers to that. Cheers. With our new tequila, Clase Azul. Mm. That means blue class in, in Spanish. It's good. It's very smooth and, and very sweet, sweet. But I like it. Like, it's salty and sweet. Yeah, it's good. No wonder it's so goddamn expensive. Thanks for bringing it back from Mexico. You're welcome. I saw that the people I was hanging out with in Mexico were paying extra for shots of it. And I was like, you know what my sister my sister lo- what my sister loves <laughs> is um boozy boozy booze. Bougie booze. Bougie boozy booze. Yeah. And so I went to the duty free store and bought you some. Mm. It's gonna go really great with this Roth Estate Heritage red wine from Sonoma County. Is it? <laughs> Probably not. I love this wine. This one is uh, one that my former roommate, CK, used to always bring home. And, it, you know, it's not the like most expensive bottle, but it's not real cheap either. So right. it was nice to have oh, that I'm not saying up. it's not a nice glass of wine. I'm just saying tequila. Well, we usually take whiskey shots before we start drinking wine. So why not tequila? Oh, God, that was a mistake. <laughs> I drank the whole thing. Mandy just pounded it, and I was like, oh, are we doing that? And then I was like, I think I'm going to wait. And now I'm really glad I did, because that face was, you actually, know, a thing. I thought it was going to be scarier than it actually was. You're not going to throw up? No. That's a plus. I'm going to move on to this wine. Fabulous. Hey, you know who we should be cheersing to right now? Our it's patrons. Our patrons. Yes. Hey, patrons. You read my mind. Patrons you. new. Patrons old. Patrons future and patrons past we love you all equally thank you so much for supporting us it really makes us want to keep doing this <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so moving on i have a new boss who uh i was like i mentioned i said something offhand like oh something about the podcast and he's like oh you have a podcast and i was like oh you're new that's right yes it's very lowbrow you don't want to <laughs> listen to it <laughs> Why is it weird that everyone we know are like, yeah, just don't. Like, you don't want to know all my secrets. Yeah, we put it out for the entire Listen. fucking world for free. <laughs> You're welcome, as I said earlier. But, you know, 
I'm just saying don't go out of your way if I know you to do it. But you know what? Nothing makes me happier. Actually, I was going through my phone because I have apparently 25,000 pictures on my phone. So I spent all day on Friday just delete. I deleted 10,000 pictures. Holy shit. Um, I still don't have enough space. Like my phone holds it, but they're not being backed up because I'm not paying for more whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, um, girl, but- I I started, I crossed that bridge so many years ago where I was like, Fine, I'll pay you the ninety nine cents a month. No, or I pay the ninety nine cents. What they want from me now is nine ninety nine because it's so much. Oh. Now, like, I will not be paying you ten dollars. <laughs> I have so many other things I have to pay for. I had no idea it'd be so much. I and won't, won't pay it. it. Um, but <laughs> I was uh, going through it, and I saw I had taken a picture in my friend Susan's car of her listening to the podcast because she was listening to it before I got in. I was like, ah, that's cool. And I just took a picture because, you know, out in the wild is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cocaine? No, I don't have any cocaine. The How cocaine. can you take tequila shots with no cocaine? It's like you're not even trying. I know. Um, do you have anything to repent for? No, I'm great. Everything I do is magic. <laughs> I just, uh, I should probably repent for just tattooing myself accidentally. <laughs> um, I think, actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and repent for me and my friend Christine. You finally got to meet my friend, my flat earther friend Christine. I did, yeah. She'll be on the podcast shortly. But she and I, and my friend Allie, you met Allie as well, we mm-hmm. were sharing a hotel room and we were very loudly debating politics as we do and I just want to apologize to every person that's ever been around my hotel room anytime we've gone on any of these trips because I didn't realize how um, thin the walls are (laughs) right there ends up after about maybe 20 minutes of our bitching uh, a little knock 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 on the door and I'm like oh shit it's fucking security (laughs) and I was like I told you Christine to stop yelling what time was it it was like 1230. Oh. It wasn't terrible, but, you know, late-ish. And I opened it up, and it is the CEO and founder of my color company <laughs> telling me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Embarrassing. He was, so, was actually very cool about it. He was just laughing when he just put his finger up. He's like, shh. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking sorry. And he's just like, it's okay, but I do have a class early in the morning. I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. Don't even worry about it. But I just, again, the amount of things that I was told that he heard, even without the yelling part, I'm like, Jesus Christ, Marriott, get your shit together. How thin are your walls? Were you guys talking any shit? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but I don't really remember because uh, there was a lot of shit talked all weekend. And so I don't remember at which point I was bitching about what thing. But I'm pretty sure it was just kind of talking like, ooh, I know dirt on this about this kind of mm. thing. But it wasn't like everything's the fucking worst. It was more just like, man, like this could have been a better, we could have focused more on that, blah, blah. If anything, constructive feedback. (laughs) Well, so it sounds like it was probably an entertaining conversation and I bet you anything, he had a glass up to the wall and was like fucking listening. Bet money on it. One of the things we were arguing about was I was saying like, the fact that we're so shitty to one another, like politic wise, like, like the Republicans are, you know, just, they're fucking batshit crazy at this point, but like they're being hurtful mean and all of that stuff is slightly the democrats fault because we were so hurtful and mean towards george w bush um and again 
Republicans are just better at being awful people than we are, so they're winning. Um, but then we were talking about Nancy Reagan. Apparently she had, like, astronomers or something like that. And maybe we made fun of her for, like, tarot cards. But when she was in her class the next day with Jack, he was just like, so I had to Google some of the stuff you guys were talking about. I didn't know Nancy Reagan. I think you mean astrology. What did I say? Astronomy. Astronomer. Oh, yeah. Tarot cards. Yeah, tarot yeah. cards. Yeah. Astrology. Yeah. Astrology. Astrology. That's what I, that's what I meant. I would say I'm drunk, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that was uh, embarrassing. And I want to, re- again, my repentance is not for the CEO of my color company, but more so for anybody who's ever stayed next to me in a hotel room because I fucking apologize for and that let's, shit. And uh, let's repent for the Marriott on their behalf for having the thinnest walls known Thank to humankind. You. So true. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Mormon Corner. Okay. So last you heard from us, we were at the Tiki Bar with our old longtime friend, Michael Blank. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> we always call him by his first and last name, so it's especially difficult to not do. <laughs> right? Because what are we going to call him? Michael? That's not happening. No. Uh, so we started to, to tantalize you about this book called Between Husband and Wife, Gospel Perspectives on Marital Intimacy. I'm tantalized. It is, in case you missed the last couple, this is a book that is geared it is marketed towards women absolutely there's calla lilies it's scripty it's you mean a dude's not gonna buy a book about his feelings and and penis (laughs) well even if he sometimes he would but it would have a picture of like a jackhammer and a hard hat and a cigar or something (laughs) this is what i'm gonna do for you lady exactly i'm gonna hammer i'm gonna jackhammer my way straight to your heart through your pussy sorry i don't know where that came from uh anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is this is written by two men. Just let me I would love each other. Clarify that. Much. Absolutely not. These are good Mormon men. They are professional colleagues writing a book to women about having sex with their husbands. And I also the reason I actually remembered that we were gonna even talk about this is because I was just on Facebook and somebody in one of the ex Mormon groups posted a picture of this book. And the caption was like, throwing out all my old Mormon bullshit. And I was like, I have that book. Charlotte got it in Cedar City. (laughs) Mail it to us. (laughs) Listen, internet, don't throw away your Mormon bullshit. We want it. Because we didn't get old enough to, like, really be exposed to so much good stuff that you guys did. (laughs) And she says good in in quotations. Yes. (laughs) I mean, good and terrible. Good and terrible. Yeah. So let me read you. I underlined a couple passages, and I haven't looked back in two weeks, so I kind of forgot. So <laughs> hopefully we can make this entertaining. But listen, the the thing I underlined first was preparing for the first inter- intimate experience. Oh my I was god! Say so intermittent, intermittent experience, <laughs> intimate experience. Does uh, it go into detail? Let's <laughs> let's find out. As we indicated previously, most couples come into marriage with a sincere desire to please each other. Yet, if they have been chased, they will know almost nothing about how to approach sex in a way that will be fulfilling to the spouse other than what they may have read or what a friend or relative may have shared. So when you say chased, you mean chastity, not like they've been chased down yeah, chased. with a penis. Because that's what I was envisioning. <laughs> no. <laughs> chased as in... 
uh, abstinent. Got it. Yeah, just wondering. Just <laughs> valid question. Valid, valid question. Not everybody who listens to the podcast, English is their first language. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the spirit of adventure, discovery, and learning must exist as a couple begins this part of their experience together. And then it goes through some fake made-up anecdotes from married people, I'm assuming is what they're trying to say. <laughs> Uh, often honeymoons are not as successful as we assume they will be. A healthy and enjoyable sexual relationship does not develop easily for many new couples. <laughs> but usually they can, with patience and thoughtfulness, overcome inhibitions and learn to find joy together in this newly developing aspect of their lives. So what I'm reading is you keep the women, keep them sweet, <laughs> keep them in the dark, Keep them pure and, and chaste. And then shove your penis in. And then you're pissed off when they get, when it's time to fuck, and they don't know what they're doing. So we're going <laughs> to write you this book. <laughs> or okay. you could be like my friends and not have a successful honeymoon because you got so shit house you passed out early. Which is how normal weddings were. That's what a wedding is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, let's see, there's a bunch more stories. You know, the summary says this. Marital intimacy is a great adventure for new couples joining hands and hearts and bodies for the first time. And as, pleasure centers. As Latter-day Saints, we are hesitant to provide too much information to young couples for fear that they might experiment before marriage. On the other <laughs> hand, some couples have unrealistic expectations and are disappointed when they find discrepancies between what they had anticipated and what actually happens. So you can do anal the first night, right? <laughs> you can soak, but you can't soft swing. I don't know. Wait, what's a soft swing? Uh, that was the Mormon mom talk. The, oh, right, know, right, 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 right. The turmoil. <laughs> From the moms on mom talk soft swinging with their group of, of friends. She did a no-no. Anyway, you get the idea. I'm not going to read any more of this now. So what, I, what I'm gathering... <laughs> Keep the children... Children... But and when keep you... your mouths clean and up top. <laughs> I don't know. Does that even make sense? I just took a sip of wine right when you said that, and I almost spit it out because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it sounds gross. <laughs> don't do the, oh, the, the blow, oral. The blowjobs? Keep both of your mouths up top. <laughs> you're really bad at being you a Mormon, what? Charlotte. You're right. <laughs> Manny was talking about taking a sip of this tequila and just being schwaced-faced. And I'm like, oh, I literally sipped this thing and I'm already not being able to talk properly and coherently. And The, the shots that I poured us were half shots, by the way. Dang. So you've only taken a quarter of a shot. I've taken a sip of a sip. Sip of a sip. Anyway, let's move on. That's Mormon Corner. Next time, be prepared for something else great because there's a <laughs> lot of bullshit out there. Oh, yeah. And we're here Let's to get some make... more soft swing in here. <laughs> we're here to make fun of it. <laughs> um, cool shit. We're shaking. Let's take a step back to when I tattooed myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turns out Mandy will always and forever have a dot on her finger. I, well, at least, here, let me start at the beginning. I got a tattoo machine. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know, artistic people, if you feel me, my, I feel like, I'm hesitant to call myself an artist because then that means like I'm putting myself out there to be judged whether or not I'm good at art. So I never say anything like that. But Art I, is subjective. I love to make art. I like to paint. I love to draw. I love to do all kinds of shit. I like, I don't know. I, I 
am I am artistic leaning Correct. when it comes to numbers and math and shit like that. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's my jam. So I got a tattoo machine and I was like, this could be a fun way to like do some art. And then maybe if I'm any good at it, maybe I could learn how to tattoo on people. And never work for the man again. So I got a little $60 tattoo machine on Amazon. And then I started watching the videos, the the YouTube videos. Let me just sum up the last like four weeks of my life for you guys. (laughs) The tattoo machine, uh, it's, it's fine. It works fine. The needles are fine. The inks are made in China and they're not meant to be used on human skin. So luckily I wasn't planning on jumping straight into human skin. Um, And then the fake skin that they give you is like basically a sheet of paper. So if you tried to use that, it would just be like dulling your needles because you're jamming it into whatever surface you're on. So I'm not even kidding you. My $60 art project has now, I'm at least in $2,000 now for all the shit that I ended up having to buy. with the iPad? Uh, that or is that on top does of it? not count with the and that's you're like four grand damn <laughs> Wait, listen don't 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 steal this wind out of my sails i was gonna get the ipad anyway <laughs> i'm trying to where do i even begin so i'm watching the videos i'm like okay i can't use that ink so i buy some ink right i like research what's the best ink what's the ink everybody's using what's like what are the really popular brands so i buy some ink and then i'm like oh well i need you know i need alcohol and i need uh, germicidal wipes. Oh, and I need spray bottles and I need green soap and I need disposable razors and I need ink cups and I need a tongue depressor and I need a dental bib and I like on and on and on and on. And like, that's how I get up to $2,000. I need like gloves. I need clipcord covers. I need Vaseline. Yeah. Stencil stuff. Um, don't, don't even get me started on the stencils. I don't even have a stencil machine. Stencil paper. Like anyways, all this shit adds up. So I finally, I Spend like three days making a stencil. I, I buy the fake skin to tattoo on. I, you know, get the tattoo machine out and I finally am ready after like all of this money and all of this time to finally see what I can do with the tattoo machine. And actually I did pretty good. I would say it's not a terrible monthly crew tattoo that you did on that <laughs> fake skin. Yeah, it's not too bad. But I did... You kind of forget, like, it's not a pencil you're using, and I got it real close to my hand and sliced right through my glove, (laughs) and luckily I got my finger just a little bit on the calloused part, and so I don't think it'll stick, but yeah, tattooed myself. Let's tattoo the inside of my lip. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, too, where the really expensive part came in is I ended up buying a real machine, like a machine that probably some of the guys that have tattooed me use and would probably be jealous of to be honest how much was it so it was a lot okay. it was a, it, google uh cheyenne soul nova unlimited and then oh i got a, a smattering of needles to try like you know here's another thing too so there's like a million different styles of tattoo and there's a million different types of needle not a million but there's a lot of different types of needles you can get and they're all it's like buying paintbrushes right, it's like you right. need a certain type of needle to do a certain st- type of stroke and so it's like you could choose, you know, a, a lot, hundreds, hundreds of needle configurations, but then you can only use that needle once. Right, right. You know what I mean? So that's, it's really yeah, expensive. Yeah, that's really expensive. But it's like just the sound of the machine and the the feeling of it, and it's, it's very satisfying to do it. So I think I'm going to like it. 
Right. Well, I'm excited to try it out. So, you yeah, that's my cool shit. You get to it. And then, you know, <laughs> we're going to that Motley Crue concert. So that's why I chose the Motley Crue as my first tattoo. I'm not getting that tattoo. <laughs> I know. Me, me and I are. Can you get that tattoo? Is that the one you guys chose? Well, we, we haven't chosen anything yet. But we, Courtney and I have been talking about getting a Motley Crue tattoo since we were like 17 years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a really good idea that you do them. Now that we're pushing 50... <laughs> We're going to tattoo each other with Motley Crue tattoos. <laughs> you, internet, you just wait. She shits on it now, but she's going to be the first in line going, give me a tattoo. I want a Motley Crue tattoo. I want to get a rainbow on my ear. It should be really easy. It's like the, where you'd have a cuff for the earring, but you just do the rainbow colors. Did you just volunteer to be my first human canvas? Probably. Why not? Yes. <laughs> what else do I've got to lose? <laughs> Nothing. Perfect. Sorry, that was long. I'll probably try to edit some of that out. But <laughs> it's just that the, the list, the laundry list of supplies you need to tattoo is insane. This is why tattoos are expensive. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of, not just their time to tattoo it goes into it, but all of the materials that have to go into buying it. Same thing with hair, just yeah. saying. And not even like the, I didn't even, I'm not even factoring in the creating of the tattoo. Right. Like that's just the technical you know that's the i i'm not artistic as shit i just had to buy some things shit right not the hours to learn how to do it properly and all of that well, no, no not even it. that i'm talking about like the making creating the stencil like creating the image to make the stencil right like that's why you sit in the tattoo shop for four hours before they start tattooing you because that shit takes a lot of time right uh cool shit i don't know westworld is that pretty cool i'm i'm uh, jury's out i don't know i I started watching it. Granted, I was drunk. And I was like, oh, I'll just watch it because I know Charlotte wants to watch it, so I'll have to watch it again. But nothing really, like... I was bored. Yeah. I mean, I've watched two, two, maybe three episodes, and I'm like, what, did she get amnesia or something? I'm confused. I, I realized they got to set it up again. Right. I love Aaron Paul. I do. Actually, if anything, I'm still just enjoying rewatching Breaking Bad. No, yeah. Better Call Saul, of course, is awesome. So, you know. <laughs> If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, it's uh, incredible. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, Stop we, what you're doing. We can't spoil it now because it's been out forever, but right. we're just re-watching the episode where Jesse buys his own house back from his parents who tried to fuck him over. Right, and he's like, <laughs> fuck you, bitch. It's pretty good. Uh, that might be like the pinnacle of the entire series for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. That's uh, right. You know what else I got for cool shit is... <laughs> Now that we've reconnected with Michael and his wife Nina, we have new Disney friends to hang out with. So oh, I'm really yes. excited. Mm, love it. So, like now that your summer blackout's almost over. Dude, I get to go one time because I looked at it. I got my, my season pass on August 30th. So I get to go one more time before my season pass is over. You're not going to renew it? I, I was going to, but now I have to spend six grand to fix my cats. So no, I probably Aww. still will, but that's just, it's just rough. Yeah, that is rough. You know what's not cool shit? My cat severed her fucking ligaments in her leg and has to... They were talking about amputating it. They're like, or we could do surgery on it. And I'm like, well, we do surgery on it then because... She didn't sever them. She... No, she severed them. Oh, I apparently. thought it was rotated. Um, so apparently... Because like, like when I rolled my ankle that one fourth of July when I decided to ninja jump at the fence, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I strained them. I seriously... Like I heard a pop, pop, pop. Right? And I, so some of them had broken, but a lot of them were just strained. And then they kind of, I don't know if they grow back together or they just kind of 
redact down, hers are severed. Oh, shit. Um, super shitty. Yeah. But she's getting surgery tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be great. So everybody, well, this won't be out yet. <laughs> Recovery vibes for my cat, please. Let's um, let's put the hospital that uh, she was first taken to, Dana Point Animal Hospital, right. under this motherfucker. Yes, indeed. Because, it, fuck that shit. If, you were, if you're local and you're considering taking your animal to a vet... Um, I I highly recommend Ortega Animal Care, uh, Dana Point Animal Center or whatever it's called, Dana Point something. Animal Hospital, I think. Yeah, Those they tried. They pretty people... much tried to amputate my cat's foot so, or leg so that they could make sixteen hundred dollars. He's like, you're not going to be able to afford the five thousand dollar you know surgery bill, which frankly I don't know who can afford that, but like, and it's six thousand by the way, um, but. You're not fucking taking my cat's leg, you asshole. Well, and to the point where they, like, blatantly lied to the other vet saying, oh, I'm their family, longtime family vet. They've made this decision. Don't bother calling them. Don't bother calling them. It's kind of really shady. It's not just like, oh, there could have been a miscommunication somewhere. It's like, it's really unethical. Right. So we'll be hearing from my Yelp lawyer. (laughs) If you guys want to help us uh, write some Yelp reviews, we're going to be all over the internet with that. Dana Point Animal Shelter. (laughs) Uh, And we paid them $500 for that. You know, back to cool shit, though. I'm really excited that we've actually convinced Dad to come hang out with us. Oh my god, this is going to be amazing. I didn't realize that's like right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to go to the Beach Boys. I was talking to Dad today, and he's like, you know, Mike loves 81 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Wilson's 83 or something like that. I was like, whoa, the beach grandpas now. Yeah, they are. (laughs) Beach elderly men. (laughs) Beach senior assistant living center. (laughs) It's going to be so Uh, much fun. We're going to spend the week with Dad, and then we're going to go to... um, Breakfast with the Beatles. Mm-hmm. On K- they do the KLOS Breakfast with Beatles every Sunday, but once a month we'll go to Kobe Steakhouse. Dad will be the DD. Just kidding. I probably <laughs> won't drink. Like, no, Father, I'll only have five mimosas instead of 15. But every time he calls us, we're drunk. I'm pretty sure he's used to it. Yeah, I know, but I don't need him to witness it. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Internet, we'll come back and give you an update on whether or not we got drunk. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, we did. <laughs> Oh, okay, it's gonna be a good time. <laughs> this motherfucker. Oh Jesus, where to start? We're crossing Dana Point Animal Hospital off the list because we already did. We already went there. I've got a good one that I actually just saw on Twitter right before we hit record on this thing. This is from Shannon Watts on Twitter. She posts a picture of this old man, not quite Mike Love old, but pretty old. <laughs> she says. A preacher, and that preacher is in quotation marks, a preacher armed with a semi-automatic rifle showed up at Beto O'Rourke's town hall in Hemp Hill, Texas, to challenge O'Rourke's position on dot, 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 abortion. Wow. Calling it murder. Uh, And this is a month after 20 people were murdered with an AR-15 in a Texas elementary school. I'm going to go ahead and say 20 children. Yeah. Small, fucking, defenseless children. There were some adults, but mostly children, yeah. Fucking fucks. But this is AR America. Fucking 50. Here's yeah. a picture of the dude showing up oh, at the rally. Shit. With a fucking AR-15 to protest. 
better word. Abortion. Jesus Calling Christ. it murder with an AR-15. Like, the irony. a fucking hint of irony. Fucking Texas, man. Fucking people. What yeah. is wrong with everyone? Everything is wrong with everyone. <laughs> you well, you know who doesn't have to worry about it anymore? Ivana Trump, because she's buried oh, in New Jersey yeah. behind a tool shed on her second husband's golf course with Jesus a Christ. very plain, not even a vertical headstone. It's just, it's just in the ground. It says her name, born and died. That's it. No loving mother. Nothing. How is that possible? Right? How did her children allow for that? It's crazy. Did they I not mean, have a good relationship? I don't know. I Apparently no not. Like, that's fucked. And all is for another tax break? Well, yeah, that's the fucked up thing, too, which I didn't realize. I guess there's a law in New Jersey that says if you uh, have human remains buried on your property, that you're considered a cemetery. Basically, New Jersey exempts cemeteries from all sorts of, like, taxes and liabilities, including inheritance taxes and liens. So a cemetery company in New Jersey is any individual or corporation or whatever which owns property where human remains are buried. What the fuck? So I don't understand why, like, everybody doesn't just bury people in their backyard right. and, like, you don't have to pay property taxes. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, also... Inheritance tax, like, did Trump's corporation inherit money from Ivana dying? Because, you know, they're divorced. I don't, I don't think that's it. I think it's, I think he doesn't want to pay taxes on the golf course. Okay. So he's buried her on the golf course. I was wondering if somehow the children were going to not have to pay an inheritance tax or something. You know, that's probably true. I, I don't know. I actually haven't looked that much into it. I just saw a picture of her. It's headstone and i honestly thought it was like a photoshopped thing like i was like i was like so, uh-huh. oh somebody like, really was by a shed uh tool shed no there there's okay. no tool shed it was just like a plot of <laughs> grass that was kind of like had a lot of dying patches some scraggly ass looking bushes that looked like they were probably hiding a freeway or something i'm just guessing <laughs> but uh it looked really it is really Jersey, trashy after all <laughs> And I thought it was like a Photoshop thing where somebody Photoshopped your name on that to be like, look, you know, what an asshole they are. What right. an asshole family. And no, it turns out it's actually real. That's real fucked. Right? Just, I mean, not surprised by the, not, not in the slightest, but still like. And like, I know, like, I don't give a shit about Ivana Trump no. or whatever, but just the callousness, the right. continued callousness and tackiness. And this is people who like, he's, he's fighting for the working class people. I'm like, is he? You just, he, how does that translate to that? Like, how does this translate to that? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. Anything to save a buck. Like, when I'm like, I tell people this all the time. I've been saying it for years. It's like, no, he got into office not to help anybody. He got into office to make himself more money. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Charlotte. He already has so much money. He's like, but daddy, did he? No, he doesn't no. actually. And turn, well, we won't know because tax returns won't get released or whatever. But what he did do was deregulate fucking everything so that his corporations could start making a whole lot of money. Him giving his salary, the $400,000 a year salary that he gets for being a president, that is fucking bullshit to the amount of money that he made by deregulation. Is that a word? Deregulation. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Um, but I get, I'm picking up what you're putting thank down. Thank you. But then, you know, again, if he had so much money, I mean, how much money do you need that you have to bury your ex-wife on your golf course so you don't have to fucking pay Tax. Like, let's. I wish I had the laundry list in front of me of Trump University, Trump vodka, Trump steaks, airlines, Trump magazines, yeah. the game. Dude, like, 
The only reason he even became revel, re, re, why can't I not talk? It's that tequila, relevant. I'm telling you. Is Classe be- Azul. Classe Azul is fucking my shit up. Um, is because of fucking The Apprentice. And it was because it was well-produced. He had an idea of how to well-produce all of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. He's gross. He's, He's so, so gross. gross. Hopefully he goes to jail. I mean, January 6th. Some of that shit's been quite amazing. and Yeah, it's heating up. People are getting all like, why won't, you know, Merrick Garland do anything and blah, blah, blah. Well, I did read somewhere that apparently Merrick Garland, when he was, I don't know, whatever the hell it was that he was before this, is that he's slow, but he's vicious. So it's like, oh, he just doesn't go after him. He makes sure everything sticks. So, I mean, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, let's fucking hope. Again, I'm trying to, like... Ride that balance between staying informed and not letting people, like, fuck me over with a blindfold on. I want to, you know, be able to look in their eyes when they're fucking me over. Right, right. But also, you know, not having your whole life consume everything I do. Right. I think, like I said, I was just at a convention with a bunch of my friends who we, we think differently. Like, Allie thinks differently than I do, Christine thinks differently than I do, but we really like each, we love each other a lot. So we will go at each other over this shit and then we'll just laugh and just, it's it's fine. It's whatever. I wish everybody could be like that. Right. And that, that actually gave me hope after hanging out with Christine, especially going to Mexico with her for like two weeks. I was kind of like, you know what? This is great. Like the problem is, is that people can't be courteous to each other online So you become real fucking nasty. And it makes you kind of nasty in real life, too. But really, if you're hanging out with somebody that, even though you don't agree with them, you can still have debates with them and then just laugh at it later because, you know, at the end of the day, no. Although, I will say this. We were in a social media segment and we were talking about keeping politics off of your your Facebook posts or Instagram posts or whatever it may be. Because, again, the people that you're arguing with all day long are never going to change their minds. So mm-hmm. why even bother mm-hmm. um, putting it out there? Because now you're just arguing and potentially turning people away or whatever from whatever it is that you're selling. I disagree. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this. It's like, I'm not actually arguing with that person anymore. I'm arguing a point so that the people who are just reading it, not liking, commenting, or doing anything else might be like, well, I never thought of it that way. Because people are reading it whether you know they're reading it or not. The person you're arguing with, you know, fuck that person. But the people who are reading it, it's almost like a Yelp review. Exactly. When yeah. somebody leaves you a bad Yelp review, you're semi-responding to that person. But what you're really doing is responding so that people can read what your policies are, what your whatever it is, and reiterating why you're a good company to come to and they just didn't happen to be happy. Same thing with this. Like, listen, you're not going to agree with me because you believe what you want to believe, but here's all the reasons I believe what I believe and maybe that will change someone's mind. So I didn't stand up and make a stink because he was trying to make a point and I would have ruined it for him. <laughs> but um doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I think you're actually really, I think that's really important for people to think about. And you have to make sure that you, you're coming from a place of like... Education. Exactly. Education, you never want to like call names and you never want to, right. you want to, you want to re- write your response and then walk away from it before you post it. Right. Think about it, then come back and reread it and, you know, make sure you're doing it in a way that's really respectful and really, um, yeah, really not argumentative, but, but, um, factual. Right. And I always say this too, once you have to call names, I, like when people will be like, you're a fucking idiot or whatever. I'm like, uh, oh, I love when I win the arguments. What do you mean you didn't win? I'm like, oh, you had to call me a name, which means I won because you didn't have a better comeback. <laughs> <coughs> I need more tequila. 
gonna cut all that, but now maybe I'll keep it. I went to go breathe in, and it was all the fumes. Yeah, I almost threw up. They call that gasolina. <laughs> this is expensive tequila. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, maybe, uh, maybe this is a good time to take a break. Hear a word from our sponsors, our future Motley Crew. Tattoo canvas sponsors and uh, don't leave me. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey, sisters, have you checked out the situation downstairs? No, not in your garments, but in the food storage cellar. You up to snuff? You prepare with a minimum three months worth in case of apocalypse or personal tragedy? In the event you need a restock, might I recommend Rossi Ramen. If you thought there was nothing more delicious than a Rossi wine, wait until you try our line of ramen. Treat your taste buds to our salmon chardonnay, pork pineapple sangria, shrimp savignon, or meatball merlot. Not only will Rossi Ramen satisfy that hunger pang, two easy cook packages will also deliver a Rossi style buzz and a Rossi style headache in the morning. Cheers! Rossi Ramen can be found at Smith's, Lee's, and other fine retailers. Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons listeners save 20% on your first purchase. Just use the promo code Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam at checkout. And we're back. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, you guys are still here. It's really good. It's really, really good. What's good? Sorry, I was talking over you. Oh, the tequila. And I'm, I mean, it is actually good. I was being facetious, but it is actually good. I'm just choking to death on it. Still, after that commercial break we had, <laughs> you're acting as if we just instantaneously started talking again after we said we'll be right back. I cry. I cry. Listen, people. If we haven't thanked you already, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is 110 episodes we've recorded of this podcast. That's 110 hours of pure Something. awesomeness. <laughs> pure drunkenness. Pure self flagell no flagellation yeah but I think I was, that's when that you beat, quite... I think it's when you beat yourself like the priests right. beat themselves because they're flogging yeah the back with the whip <laughs> I was thinking self- more of flatulent aggr- no that's farting aggrandizing what is it when you what is the fellatio <laughs> when you go down I was <laughs> like what is it when you give someone a blowjob but it's an f word <laughs> Felatio, good job. Filating yourself. That's the word I was looking for. Self-filating. We came around the bend slowly, but we made it back. All right. Listen, my point was this. Thank you for listening. We have recorded 110 episodes. We have had those episodes played 204,000 times. Wow, it's crazy. Which is a lot. And uh, we're glad you guys are interested in it. I'm not sure if we've told this one yet, but... Well, if we have, too bad we're telling it again. (laughs) In honor of the... So the reason that this whole podcast began, like many other podcasts, was fucking COVID. (laughs) So suddenly everyone's at home with nothing to do and, you know, a lot of opinions about shit. So everyone started a podcast. I want to say out of those COVID podcasts... 3% 3% of them have lasted as long as ours have. hey So I'd like to give ourselves a little flagellation on the back <laughs> <laughs> for that. Uh, but right before, 
right before COVID started, Charlotte and I went on the vacation of a lifetime. <laughs> it's a vacation of a lifetime. And we'd just like to recap that for you so that you can see and hear, not see, just hear our Maybe humble we'll beginnings. find some pictures. <laughs> um, for those who don't know us, well, there's one thing Mandy and I love. It's old lady cruises. Mm-hmm. You get all you can drink drinks, decent food. You know, there's excursions where you can get off the boat, the ship. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not a boat. It's a um, ship. We learned that real quick. Right, many a time. And, um, or you'd think. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually, I, I prefer just to stay on the boat and keep drinking. It's a ship. It's a ship. Um <laughs> But we uh, we had this this trip planned. What we probably planned it maybe six months, eight months before COVID was announced. I'm yeah, sure before it was a thing at all. And it was going out of New Orleans down to Cozumel. Yeah, there was a bunch of it went through the Caribbean, the, right. or the Gulf of Mexico, and then down to like Honduras and Belize, and then you come right back up and then the Gulf and go back to New Orleans. Right, the ship was the. Just, yeah, I said it right. Mm-hmm. The ship was to leave on March 1st, and Mardi Gras was like four days before that. And I was like, well, listen, we're not stupid. We're going to go early and go to Mardi Gras, and then we'll get on the <laughs> ship, and we'll just get our livers destroyed, and we'll all have a great time. Yeah, we had never been to Mardi Gras. We really were looking forward to we it. We love New Orleans. So. Yeah, one of our friends, our really good friends, you may, may have heard uh, her on a couple of episodes, Andrea, what? lived in New Orleans for quite right, some time. And she was time. there for Mardi Gras, too, uh-huh. so, so we showed up early. And also, we have a friend who has been tracking COVID since... Probably like October right. of the previous year. He's like, oh, it's getting big. Oh, something's like happening. Something's happening in China. We might want to pay attention to this. Something's going on. So we we, we were well aware of everything through maybe <laughs> daily text updates. We maybe not daily. We thought but... he was maybe being a little paranoid. Sorry, Don. Sorry, Don. You were right. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now what had happened is, is that, how do I say this? We knew it was a pandemic, but we still decided to go, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, too. For those who are interested in going to Mardi Gras, I have always and forever, I knew it was parades, but I envisioned it as a nighttime drinking parade thing. And it is 100% a daytime <laughs> drinking parade thing that will last into the evening if you're a champion. Yeah, we made we made Mistakes the first made. rookie mistake of our lives. Right. Well, we tried going. I looked at plane tickets for the night before, and of course it was, I don't even know if there was any, but if there were, they were stupidly expensive, right? I was like, oh, look, we can just go the day of. We'll show up around five. It'll it's be so great. cheap. Why it was it really, so Why would it be cheap? so cheap? That's so strange. <laughs> um, so yeah, we get there and we realize parades are over. Most people are passed out. And in bed. Yeah, we probably get into New Orleans proper. Because, you know, there's a little bit of a drive from the airport. Right. We probably get into New Orleans proper by, like, 5.30. Right. P.M. But, you know, luckily, Andrea knows how to drink, so she was still up. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we go and we party. So we go out and we go drinking that night. Well, wait, let's not skip over the costumes. Oh, yeah. So Mardi Gras. This was our first Mardi Gras. We, you know, obviously we've seen it we've heard about it everybody knows what mardi gras is well, apparently not except us. for that <laughs> it's a, it's a day during the thing. day but so you know the, we we knew that there was gonna be a lot of costumes and a lot of people and the beads and the boobies you know and everything like that 
So we brought a ton of outfits and, you know, feathers and sequins and all this kind of stuff, makeup. And so we had rented this Airbnb and we spent, you know, a good hour and a half probably drinking in the room, getting ready, doing outfit changes, trying to find the best things. I ended up with like a mini top hat that uh, actually my friend Erica you who you've also heard in the podcast gave me for my wedding a long time ago which i attached um, like giant feathers to and right anyways it was the a peacock whole the feathers, yeah, yeah it was a whole situation but it was we were the point i wanted to make was we were looking amazing right mine was okay i just had a feather skirt that i bought on amazon no like you looked early. amazing did too. i look it i did look amazing yeah, we all looked amazing and, and then, then we <laughs> head out into the streets of new orleans when <laughs> in the midst of a pandemic well Yes. <laughs> but we didn't really realize how much of a pandemic it was. I mean, what does pandemic mean per se? And what did <laughs> pandemic mean in March of 2020? No, it had been declared a pandemic. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, what did that mean to our, us? What did that mean to people? People weren't dying yet. No. And, right. You know, you hear the word pandemic, but there's, you know, nothing's been shut down. Right. Nothing's, nobody's dead. Nothing's really affected. And if they were dead, they really weren't reporting on it yet. Yeah. You're just hearing the news that like, oh, something, this is bad. This is bad. But in real life, out in the world, everything's fine. fine. People are drinking Jägermeister and wearing feathers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, big groups of people, we're drinking. Nobody's wearing a fucking mask. Oh yeah, no. Masks uh, weren't even. Yeah. But it was oddly not terribly crap i mean the street like uh bourbon street of course was crowded but it really wasn't that crowded otherwise and um well i don't have anything to compare it to but you know i mean halloween oh we were yeah. in new orleans for halloween that shit was fucking crowded That's that was true. a nighttime parade thing which is probably <laughs> why i thought mardi gras would be a you nighttime parade thing you just solved the whole thing there you go mm-hmm. full circle mm-hmm. <laughs> um but no, it's a daytime thing. So if you're thinking of going daytime. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was really good. And like, oh, not only that. So me and Mandy had these gnarly colds, right? We had, right. It was, um, we had lost our sense of taste and smell. And we're like, this is the craziest thing to me. Because we got sick maybe a week, week and a half we before got, we went. We got sick at a Super Bowl party yes. in Oceanside. That's right. And so Mandy got sick first. And I actually was... What was I doing? I went to the doctor for something else, and I said, "Hey, listen, my sister is coming coming down with it was not pneumonia. What was it? Well, I, I ended up, yeah, it's... I ended up. It was like really chest congesty, like coughing up shit, right? Not feeling good, a fever, all of it, all the COVID symptoms, all of the COVID symptoms. And I went to the doctor, and they said, "Oh, it's bronchitis," and they gave me antibiotics, right? Which... And I went to the doctor because I was. I went there for something else, and I can't remember what it was, but I was like, my sister just got bronchitis. I know that there's this COVID thing going around. And I was like, they gave her antibiotics. He's like, well, it's a virus. Antibiotics isn't going to do anything for you. So, like, our doctors were on opposing ends. And I was like, is there anything you can give me to keep me from getting the bronchitis? Because I'm pretty sure I already, you know, it's coming. Is there something I can do? He's like, no, but I can give you these pills so you don't cough as much. I was like, perfect. Um, (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) So there's part of us that were like, maybe it was COVID and not bronchitis. But after having COVID, it's no, it was not. 100% bronchitis. Yeah. Um, and, and everybody was saying, too, at the time, like, oh, I already had, because there was 
that was going around. That shit was right. so contagious in February. I mean, I remember at work, everybody was going out sick. Like, everybody. Right. And then a few months later, everyone's like, oh, well, that must have been COVID. We already had COVID. Right. You know, and that was a, a popular opinion, which... That they were wrong. <laughs> they were very wrong. That was not COVID. Um, but they... Uh... But one of the things the doctor had said, because I was like, I'm about to go on, that's what it was. I wasn't in a doctor's office. I called the um, teledoc. Yeah. And I was just like, listen, I'm going on this vacation to Mexico and I have these clients. I have to get them in. Like, am I contagious? Like, he's like, he's like, once you already start showing symptoms from it, you're no longer contagious. And I'm like, really? Okay. So I I contacted all of my clients and I said, hey, listen. I know there's this virus thing going around. I talked to the doctor. He says I got bronchitis, which means that I was contagious before I had symptoms. So I do have this cough. I totally understand if you'd like to reschedule. Not a single one of them did. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, are you shitting me? (laughs) No masks. Nothing. Well, it was different then. But then, I mean... Any other notable things in New Orleans before I jumped to the ship? But, uh... I mean, no, that was it. We, we, so we had a couple of days before. So we had Mardi Gras, then we had a couple of days in New Orleans, and right. then Just we got on the ship. getting very drunk every day. So our immune system's probably also shit. Yeah. And like you do in New Orleans, there's so much good food. So, food, so yeah. we went to all these different restaurants. We went to all these bars. We went to, like, the Tiki Bar. We went to this, that one in the Bywater that was, like, a wine and cheese place oh, yeah. with so the bands tell me about how amazing that is like i've been i've been yeah so good like, like the treehouse kind of place yes Rad. We, we were out and about like every corner of new orleans eating and drinking and absorbing the culture and right. just having the best time of our lives <laughs> and then we go and then we go to get on the ship to get on a ship <laughs> and they they're asking do you have any of these symptoms coughing all these things me and mandy took our cough suppressant pills that the doctor had given us like don't you, but we were still coughing a little bit, like, don't you dare cough. They're not going to let us on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We had to sign an affidavit saying that we, we weren't sick. Well, we... so it, the, the questions were, do you have a cough? No. <laughs> do you have, have you had, do you have, or have you had diarrhea in the last 48 hours? No. <laughs> You're like, I'm in New Orleans. I've been drinking and eating heavy food. Of course I have diarrhea. Like, come on. <laughs> but if, but. Think about how many people lied on that thing. So many people. So the process of getting on the cruise ship, if you've never been on a cruise, the embarkation and debarkation process oh, is insane. There's like, what, 4,000, 6,000 people all trying to get on a ship at the same time. So you're going through this line that's like, I mean, 10 times worse than the longest line at Disneyland has ever been. You know, it's just insane. No, it would be if everybody at Disneyland wanted to go on Pirates of the Caribbean at the same, at the time. same time. Yeah. It's insanity. And so, like, you, you'll get to a spot where you, like, think you're finally getting somewhere, and then they file you all into a room to sit down, which is, like, how they keep the line to appear to be moving, I guess. Right. I don't know. It was crazy. But so, finally, so you're in a room, in a, like, giant airplane hangar-sized room, with 4,000, 6,000 other people. No one's wearing masks. On the cusp <laughs> of the, like, largest viral outbreak since the Spanish <laughs> flu <laughs> had happened. I had asked my, my uh, travel agent friend, I think as we were getting onto the ship, is this a good idea? She's like, oh, we'll be fine. Piece we, of cake. We were fine when we got off the ship. She was like, maybe that was a bad idea. <laughs> so we get on the ship. We finally get on the ship. We get to our stateroom. We, you know, get our whatever outfit on we're wearing for that day. Because, you know, it's like 
what the the thing about the cruise ships that we love so much is it's unlimited booze. Right. So we get whatever drinking outfit on for the first night and we go start loading up on alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah. And we go to we're go it, that was actually such a fun cruise. We go down the Mississippi River out into the Gulf of Mexico down to Mexico. You like see down, all the oil rigs out there. Yeah, it was so cool. And you know, we go to all these exotic places and we're buying silver jewelry and we're <laughs> drinking tequila and we're you know, it's it was so fun. Everything we did. We rode ATVs in the jungle. We swam in a cenote. Right. We, like, oh, that was so funny. Yeah, after all this this uh, COVID talk about coming from bats, we go to this this bat field cenote or whatever, uh-huh. and like me and Mandy were kind of looking at each other because we're, we're in our bathing suits, and they're like, yeah, you can jump in the water. Most people were not jumping in the water. Because the and water looked gross. It looked green it, and algae But he even like had a water bottle and said, look how clear this water is. It's totally fine. It kind of smelled a little bit like sulfur. Um, and me and Mandy were kind of like, well, maybe we shouldn't. Like, oh, nobody else is getting in. And, it's kind of, and next thing we know, our friend Mary just cannonballs in. They're like, well, fuck, if Mary can go in there, she's like maybe like 65-ish. It's like, we can do it. Like, Mean, meanwhile, this has been on my bucket list to do forever. Right? And I, we remember, I don't know if you remember this. Remember we were sitting in a some Mexican restaurant or some restaurant with Mary before the cruise planning it out. And you were so sick. Right. That you were like laying down on the That's bench right. that you we couldn't were, even participate. We were at I was so tired. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, this I've wanted to swim in a cenote my whole life. We have to do this excursion. <laughs> so we finally get to the point and we're like, hell no, it smells like bat shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like go get COVID. I think I got some bat guano in my mouth. Yeah. And and it turns out to be like one of the most magical things right. that we've ever done. It was thank you so much, Mary, for like jumping in and right. being the badass bitch you are. She's so awesome. But yeah, anyway, we have this fucking great time on this cruise. You know, everybody's having a wonderful time. We, we also, when you go on cruises, not always, I don't know how your travel agents work, but our travel agent gives us an option of three perks. We can either get unlimited booze and unlimited food or unlimited internet. We go for the booze and food. I don't need no fucking internet. I can make y'all jealous when I find a port. Um... <laughs> But, so we had no idea what was happening in the world. And that week we were gone, the March 1st week, was when shit was going down. Yeah. That <laughs> we were literally no We were literally floating on a ship in the fucking <laughs> Gulf of Mexico, the Caribbean. I will also point this out. This was not before cruise ships were being forced to stay out at sea because they had COVID patients on it. Like Trump made it so that, because he didn't want his numbers to go up. So the numbers of COVID patients to go up. So he forced whole cruise ships to stay out at sea because they had sick people with COVID on it. Um, Actually, the very ship we were on, when when we came back into port, we disembarked and the next crew embarked, that ship got stuck Did in they? the Gulf of Mexico. I knew and, that people died. I didn't know they got stuck, though. Well, they, they yeah, people were, came down with COVID. People died on that ship. And that ship was, That's people fucked. were stuck on that ship for six weeks or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. The very, the very next ship after we went out. Like, you know that's what I how did? close we were. You know what I did for my, uh, in case we got stuck? Because we had a balcony suite. I brought a book. I was like, well, I can just read this book. They're going to have to give us internet, right? Well, they keep bringing me booze. That's where my brain went when I was like, I could take another month off at sea. <laughs> we were joking about it, but yeah, that, she's absolutely right. That's what we did. We were like, yeah, fuck it. We don't have to go back to work. Right? Like, I'm sorry, I'm stuck on a boat. <laughs> so we have this amazing time. Oh, we go snorkeling in Belize. 
I did not do that. Awesome. Not as good as Hawaii, but awesome. Okay. See, I didn't miss out on anything. And uh, so we get back. Did I forget anything on the cruise ship? I mean, just the massive amount of whiskey, but yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, dinners. We dressed Servers. up for yeah. dinners. Oh, yeah. and... That's the thing is we dressed the fuck up. Yeah. We're like, okay, what else can we wear? Yeah. <laughs> Giant rooms full of people dining. Like, it was not covid My favorite was is that I would, like, double fist whiskey coming back to the room so that I would have some in the morning. and Like, no, actually, that wasn't. I thought I would just drink it in the room and watch TV, but I'd pass out. I'd wake up with these two full things of whiskey next to me. I'm like, oh, I wasted it. Maybe get another one. <laughs> my MO was there was a Starbucks next to the bar on, like, deck six. Right. So I would get my Starbucks. Then I would take it over to, bar, to the bar and be like, I'd like a shot of Jameson and a shot of Bailey's, please. <laughs> just pour them into the Starbucks. God, cruising's fun. Cruising is the best. I can't wait to go on another cruise. I know. So anyway. Moral of the story. We're, we're rambling. Long story short. We, we did get, not get COVID. We did not get COVID. <laughs> Somehow. We pulled back into port. We got off the ship in New Orleans. We, I, I think we had to get on the our flight home that same day. Later so we went day, to yeah. the French Quarter, had some lunch, back into the heart of, you know, whatever. Well, I'll tell you this. Getting off of the ship. I've learned. So this here's a tip for all you uh, yachties out there, whatever. <laughs> they will not give you, they'll actually shut the bars down around two in the morning, maybe even like midnight the night before that you're going to disembark. And you're like, whoa, dude, I'm not ready to go to bed. What the shit? So make sure to go get as many free drinks as you can and put them in your room. <laughs> so I've made this mistake twice of getting a martini instead of whiskey. So it's like my dirty martini and I'll bring it to the room and then, you know, I'll pass out, whatever. So when I wake up in the morning, you can't get a mimosa. You can't get shit. They want you off of that boat. Ship. Ship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they want you off. And so I will pound that martini, even though it's warm, even though it's gross, because there's no more liquor. And you're probably hungover because you did party up because it's the last night. You're definitely hungover. So don't get a martini. Get the whiskey or something that you can drink in the morning. No sober, unhungover person would ever drink a warm martini from the night before. A sol- wounded soldier. <laughs> martini from the night before. Uh, So you've got your buzz on. You're disembarking from the ship. You go into the French Quarter to get some one last bite of delicious cuisine Mm. from New Orleans. And then we go to the airport to get on our flight to go home. And there's a couple people wearing masks, which is unusual. Right. And the airport, airport is practically deserted. And we're like, that's right. We're like, huh, where is everybody? Right. This is weird. I went on Facebook to post some, like, pictures of what I had done, but I haven't really been on the internet. Yeah, for a week and some change. (laughs) And then, so we get on our flights, and it's real empty. That's right. Real empty. We had a layover in um, Colorado because we stopped and got lunch because we had a long enough layover that we could eat. And then, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Something's kind of going on. It's pretty empty now. And, and like, I remember at that point I made a point to not sit next to people because I was like, oh, well, shit, I don't want to die. Well, there was a bunch of, uh, there, there was all these TVs in that bar that were on the news. And right. there was nothing on the news except for, like, refrigerator trucks hauling bodies right. and stuff. Right, Then right. all of a sudden we were like, what oh. the fuck did we miss? <laughs> right. And then we're like, oh, we'll sit over here. But, yeah, like, the airport was dead. 
And then, but they still were saying don't wear masks at this point because they were, I'm trying to think of whether it was that or did I come back from another like work thing. But I remember thinking like, no, you're not supposed to say it's not to wear masks because you'll keep touching your face, right? Um, but it was really because they were afraid of shortages and like m- runs on masks or whatever. Right, and it was right. like, oh, well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. And then we got home and then we got on the internet and then we were like, Holy fucking shit. I'm so glad we're still alive. <laughs> I can't believe our ship just got stuck in the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that was rough. That was no good. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then we got shut down like a week later. Because that, that was my other thing is we, we go back to work, right? And we're still not wearing masks. And I'm just like, God, I'm in people's faces all day. And we knew it was a respiratory thing. And like I didn't know whether, you know, like I hand my client a mirror to like look at their hair or whatever and then i'm like okay now i've got to wipe everything down because they touched it we were wiping down our groceries you know shit like yeah. that but i remember the sweet old lady nan would come get her hair cut and she's old and on an oxygen tank and i cut her hair and after she left i'm like did i just kill nan mm-hmm. like because literally i could have it and not know that i have it you know there's so many things and you know as we've come to find out you know it's deadly for some people and not for other people right and so I'm just like, fuck, I hope I didn't just, because I, I knew if I got it, more than likely I'd be fine. But, you know, 90-year-old Nan's not. And so I'm like, I think I know, I need to shut myself down. Like, this isn't going to work. And uh, I was like, I'm going to work throughout the week, and I'm going to cancel next week's appointments. And then the next day they shut us down. I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to make that decision. Yeah, I never got the, the blissful joy of being shut down. I could have learned Spanish. <laughs> I didn't do anything during my six months of not working, because collectively it was about six months. Well, and then that's, you know, what led us to full circle to where we're at today, recording this podcast. Right? You know, we were... welcome. We were... It was me and Charlotte sitting in my bed with my phone, holding my phone, (laughs) going like, how does this work? Is this a podcast? Are we supposed to tell stories? What are we doing? Oh, well, I could tell you about drugs. And the power went out. (laughs) That's right. And I talked about getting my tattoo when I was 15. (laughs) That happened while we were recording, like, and the fan just turned off. What's happening? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's right. It was, it wasn't about, was it, uh, it was tattoos, not acid. It was, ta- it was the, my first tattoo. Yeah. Oh, the my 16-year-old tattoo. The next episode was about the first time I did acid. <laughs> <laughs> so even though the quality in our beginning episodes are not the greatest, they were interesting. Yeah, solid gold stories. Right? We should find a way to just tell those stories again, because nobody should have to go back. It's true. You know what? Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> episode 111, a special episode. We're going to retell some of those funny stories from the beginning, so you can hear them as they should have been told. Right? You're welcome. Be excellent to each other, peoples. Yeah, be nice to each other. Pretend that that person you're fighting with on the internet, you're going to have to have lunch on the same cruise ship as them and you're gonna have to be nice to each other just think about the next time you're talking shit on somebody maybe they're in the next room listening to you exactly and you know if you really want to talk shit you should head over to apple podcasts (laughs) leave us a rating and a review you can also check out our website it's fhebadmormons.com you know while you're at it why don't you go to youtube and leave us a comment give us a like and subscribe to our channel that really could help us out but if you really want to help us out you can become a patron for as little as three dollars and as much as you want to give me we are on all the social media facebook instagram twitter myspace tiktok interest (laughs) we also have merch 
Our official merch site is through TeePublic, which is on our link tree, which is on all of our social medias. Send us your stories at fhebadmormons at gmail.com. And once again, thanks so much for listening. We 